0: Hey everyone, great to be with you again. My name's Philippa, part of the team here at St Paul's Shadwell and I'm so glad that you are here. There's a lot going on today isn't there? As you probably know it's Remembrance Sunday, we're also celebrating our fireworks party on site today and if you're watching this at our 10am premiere it's not too late to join us later this afternoon. And I'm sure you, like me and the team here, are starting to make preparations for the upcoming season of Advent and Christmas. You know, this is a time of year where we can start to feel a whole range of pretty mixed emotions. And after what we've all been through to varying degrees in the last couple of years, I'm guessing that's probably heightened even more. So with that in mind, I wanted to take a moment to talk about peace. What does it mean for us to genuinely be people who can find peace? And more than that, how can we be peacemakers? How can we be people? How can we be a church family that creates peace in our communities? Well, I pray for us as we begin. Jesus, would you come and meet with us as we hear from your word? And Holy Spirit, would you fill us and give us your peace that we might know you more? that we might be changed to look like you, Jesus. Amen. So when I was pregnant with my second daughter, I decided I wanted to take a different approach to how my birth with my first daughter had gone. Don't get me wrong, it was an amazing experience, but it had been long and hard and stressful. So I thought this time I'm gonna do everything I can to make this experience calm and peaceful. Part of that involved listening to a reflection every night as I was going to sleep and the reflection began with picturing a peaceful and happy place. The idea was that if you spent each night relaxing and going to sleep with the picture of this peaceful place in your mind then I'd be able to access those same feelings of calm and peace during labour. I actually found it so relaxing that I can't actually tell you what the reflection said after going to the happy place because I always fell asleep. Although Simon, my husband, says he heard it through to the end every night, so maybe that wasn't as peaceful an experience for him. Anyway, the relaxing place I chose to go to each night as I was drifting off to sleep was a sunny place overlooking a harbour, sitting outside a restaurant in a place we've been on holiday to lots of times as a family over the years. And I'd go to sleep each night imagining the sounds of the waves lapping, the ropes gently clinking against the masts on the boats, the gentle hubbub of people swimming and enjoying the sunshine. Bliss. We returned to this place with my now two-year-old youngest daughter this summer. It was wonderful, don't get me wrong, but in between running after her when she got down from the table and ran towards the water, reassuring her that burgers here are the same as burgers at home and wiping up yet another spilled drink at the table, my image of the perfect, serene, happy place has been forever changed. I wonder whether you have a similar experience with trying to find peace. Maybe you thought, I'll use that morning I've got to myself to go for a peaceful riverside walk and it ends up pouring with rain. Or you try to sneak off to a coffee shop to read a book and end up seeing someone you know. Every one of us is looking for peace. And you know, in this noisy world, it's often so very difficult to find. And peace is such a big concept for us, isn't it? It can mean so many things. It can mean something as huge as the ending of a war, and it can mean something as small as those blissful five minutes when you're making a cup of tea before you get back to work. What I wanna say about peace today is simply this. Peace is a force, not just a feeling. Peace is a force, not just a feeling. Let's turn to scripture together to see what Jesus had to say about peace. And I'm reading from a very well-known passage in John chapter 14. Jesus' disciples are asking him, asking Jesus about why he has to die. And they're scared, they're fearful, they're unsure about the future. They have no real idea what is about to happen. And Jesus is reassuring them. And this is what he says. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus is basically saying to his disciples, don't freak out about me leaving this earth. And don't worry about forgetting everything I've told you, the Holy Spirit is coming and he will teach you and remind you of what you've learned of who I am. In the message version, it says this, that's my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset, don't be distraught. When Jesus promises his peace, What he isn't promising is that gentle breeze or those lapping waves I was talking about in the harbour. No, it's something so far removed from that. Jesus's peace is a force, not just a feeling. The disciples were so concerned, so anxious about what it would mean when Jesus was no longer with them. You know, I think we can all relate at the moment to the feeling of having no idea what the future might look like, of learning that everything we thought was stable and certain actually isn't. The peace that Jesus offers is the reassurance of who he is and what he's done. And that comes from being filled with the Holy Spirit. But it isn't just reassurance or good feelings that Jesus brings. When I went on retreat in the summer before I was ordained, I had grand plans for what I was going to spend my time doing. I had a new journal for the occasion, new pens. I had worship playlists and a scripture reading plan and a book someone had given me to read. I genuinely believed I was going to spend the most incredible time of my life solidly with the Lord, lapping up those feelings of peace and serenity and holiness you can imagine my disappointment when I arrived at my retreat and it turned out that the same old me was there. I hadn't transformed as I stepped over the threshold of the retreat center into the holier, more peaceful version of myself. So I spent my time having naps and watching some Netflix and yes, reading the Bible a bit and praying and panicking a bit about the cathedral. And I'll even admit to getting a bit bored during morning prayer, which had a particularly long Old Testament reading. It was in that imperfect place of wanting to know that Jesus was there, wanting to be reminded of who he was again, wanting to make sure yet again that Jesus really is who he says he is. That The Holy Spirit filled me. Not in a dramatic way or even in a particularly noticeable way. I was simply reminded through prayer and scripture and through conversation with others who Jesus is and what he offers. He doesn't leave us bereft. Or abandoned he's with us over the last few weeks we've been thinking about being a disciple of jesus and we've been talking about there being two eyes in disciple you're probably very well versed in them by now intimacy and imitation as we grow closer to jesus as we spend time with him and become more intimate with him we begin to imitate him to look like him and to do the things that he did And what I've been struck by each time is that our discipleship is an active thing. It's easy for us to have the idea that discipleship is this thing where we sit in an Instagram-worthy chair with a good cup of coffee in the morning, writing in a perfectly curated journal and tweeting inspiring quotes from scripture. Maybe that's just me. But what we've been discovering together these past few weeks is that being a disciple of Jesus is active. As we come closer to Jesus in relationship with him, we begin to take seriously the call we have on our lives to preach good news and to take the authority we've been given to confront evil and injustice in the world. In the same way, peace is not just a feeling we have, it is a force. When Jesus promises his peace, he's promising that the disciples will be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's look together at what happens when they are filled with the Spirit, not much later at Pentecost. They begin to preach the good news to everyone around them. And not only that, radical Christian community is birthed. Acts chapter two says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Peace is a force. When Jesus' followers receive peace, receive the Holy Spirit, a true community of peace is birthed. The peace of Jesus, his presence, is an empowering force in our lives. It doesn't just sit there. Peace isn't just a feeling, it's a force. It drives out panic. It drives out fear. It drives out loneliness. And it propels us forward, pushing us on, even when the circumstances ahead of us look like they could never move. Peace is a force which creates community. A community just like we read in that passage from Acts, who are devoted to the word and to one another. Who are devoted to prayer and who see God do incredible things. Who stand with each other and share everything together. Who meet together and worship together. I know that right now is a complicated time for peace. You might even be watching this because you don't feel at peace with coming to the church building quite yet for any number of very good reasons. And on this day where we remember those who gave their lives for our chance to have peace. It's a complicated time to talk about peace when there's still so much conflict in our world every day. So as we close, I wanted to share two things that happened to me on Friday, which reminded me how the church can and does bring peace to our neighbourhoods. I'm sure you can probably think of other examples too. On Friday mornings, many of you will know we've been running a group for mums of newborn babies in the church building. The aim behind the group is to create community amongst mums who we know live locally and can often be isolated or lonely. A few weeks ago, we were approached by a local mum, who's a paediatrician, who has the same vision. She wants to gather local parents to create community and to help new parents access helpful information. On Friday morning, 48 mums came. I had not prepared for how loud a room filled with that many babies is. Then, as we were tidying up from that group, a local person walked into the building who'd recently been bereaved and wanted to talk. In those two very different examples, the peace that Jesus offers, that force of peace, says you are not alone. You don't have to do this on your own. Peace isn't about waiting for a feeling to flood in of total harmony, free from anxiety and stress. Although I believe and pray for that for many of us who are suffering with it. No, Jesus says, my peace I leave with you my peace which is a force for breakthrough a force for change a force for community to be shaped which will genuinely change the landscape of our culture yes there are times in all of our lives daily even when we need to seek personal peace i know i do often my heart is troubled and i feel anxious or worried by the things i see in the world by the things i see in myself but let's not leave it there Let's allow the peace that comes through being filled with the Holy Spirit to be a force in our lives. A force that casts out loneliness and creates communities of peace. In Jesus' name. Amen.